Zero. everyone i think the holidays are over bob yeah stop it bob good morning everyone friday january 7 t-row in the morning show last hour of the week for us a rigorous five-day work week we're brought to you every day by extreme outdoor equipment our brand new sponsors and uh, we are thrilled to have them on board Extreme Outdoor Equipment offers uh, uh, has, has a little bit of everything here. And our brands are all best in class at Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Under one roof, TJ, Ted Roof, you could buy a zero-turn mower to cut your grass. You have a zero-turn, TJ? Don't how many have turns a, does your mower have? Uh, how many ever turns I spend? It's a push mower, so my yard is not big enough for... Multi, you have a multi-turn mower, then? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> With, uh, yeah, as many times as I want to spin in a circle, that's how many times it'll turn. they got zero-turn mowers to cut your grass, a tractor with loader and brush hog. Do you have a brush hog, TJ? I do have a brush hog, yes. Yeah, I work on your land that yeah. way. A four-wheeler, you got one of those, I, I know. I do have four-wheeler, yeah. Side-by-side or UTV to take hunting, fishing, take or just plain having yeah, fun. I want a side-by-side. And if you want to get away from it all, they can help you there, too, with the purchase of a new travel trailer or the rental of a motor home. That's at our new sponsors, Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Uh, Toby and TJ back with you. End of this hour, Porter Moser joins us live. OU Iowa State tomorrow night. You going to the game tomorrow, Teach? I will be at a game at that time, but not an OU game. Uh, Bronx has Bronx a double, double header tomorrow night, uh, beginning at 4-something, and then another game immediately following. So. So let me get this straight. Yes, you can get You're it straight. Prioritizing yep. I prioritize my child's over games. OU. Yes, I, I'm sorry. Wow. Yeah, I am. Wow. <laughs> How do you feel about that, Sooner fans? Huh? How do you feel about that? Seems like a lack of loyalty to me, but I'll let you decide. Uh, Double header tomorrow, huh? Is he in shape for that? We'll see because they have had off since December. 18th was their last game, and they've only had one practice since then. So, and that was last night. So, we'll see how what kind of shape they're in. You know, Porter Moser's got kids. He does you have think kids. If one of his had a game tomorrow night, he'd skip the OU game to go to his kids' game. I can't help it if I'm a better father than Porter is. Yeah. yeah. Um, we got a big volleyball tournament this week. Our first. First club volleyball tournament this week, TJ. Ooh, weekend. Nerves around and it's the in house. Oklahoma City. It's at the solid. fairgrounds. Oh, the fairgrounds. Yep. Bennett Events Center. 
If anybody would Woo! like to come out, the bit of the bit centers big time. That place That's is right. nice. Yeah. That's right. Uh, I don't know. I've been told it's a, just they put down court after 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 court. And uh, you just, you know, you go volleyball from 8 in the morning till 8 at night or whatever. So uh, I'm going to have to be a – I'm not going to be as good of a father as you Saturday because, <laughs> right. unfortunately, we got the afternoon draw. I was hoping for the morning draw, but we got the afternoon draw, which means uh, – I can't be there Saturday for pool play, but I'll be around Sunday and Wednesday as they hopefully make the run for a title on Sunday. So, anyway, a little bit of nerves. First, uh, first uh, tournament. Been practicing for months. Lots of scrimmages this week, TJ. We've been scrimmaging right and left, you know, getting ready. So uh, here we go tomorrow. Get after it tomorrow. Got brand new knee Good pads luck. for this, TJ. Ooh. Black. We've always been a white knee pad girl. She's she went black. That's knee intimidating. Pads this time She's going for intimidation. Yeah, seems a, yeah, a little bit of an attitude adjustment there. I think. <laughs> well, good luck. Good luck to them. Hope they uh, hoist the trophy at the end. If there's a trophy, we got some movement. We got some movement out there. Uh, TCU running back Zach Evans had a really nice year. He's going to Ole Miss. Going to go play for the Lane Train. Texas A&M quarterback Zach Calzada. Is headed to Auburn. Huh. I thought I'd seen he was headed somewhere else. Maybe I'm Maybe thinking of a different did. quarterback. Maybe I got it wrong. No, no. I, that's prob- I probably got it wrong. I thought he, I mean, I'm probably confusing him with someone else that was heading to the Pac-12 somewhere. So, You know what we're going to need is, uh, this is a good idea, programming idea for ESPN. They should do like a two-hour preseason special before next year's college football season. <laughs> Introducing us to all the <laughs> Just new players. Tell us where all locations. they're at now. Yeah, show them what they look like in the new uniform. You know that first week of the Major League Baseball season where you go, "Hang on, he plays for them now." That's what we're going to have in college football. Now. <laughs> Wait a second. Bo Nix is at Oregon. Oh, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking Bo Nix to Oregon. So, okay, yeah. Now you've and you've straightened me out. Now that's exactly who I was thinking of when you said. Calzada at Auburn. Took so. me 17 years, folks, but I finally straightened out. Straightened me out. Perry. You straightened me out. Uh, where's uh? You probably haven't thought about this much, but where's Caleb Williams going to land, TJ? I've said all along. I I've envisioned him in a Notre Dame uniform. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm, that's my shot. That's what I'm calling is Notre Dame. It's the only thing that makes sense to me, besides standing at Oklahoma. It is the one place that's been talked about where you go, okay, high-profile um, program on par with the one you were at, acceptable, right? Well-respected offensive coordinator, new, yeah, uh, young, right. up-and-coming hot Tommy coach. Reese. Right. Uh, they put their games on television up there. So, yeah, it's the one place. I don't think that's the right answer, though. It might not be. Where, just, think, where do you think? Where do you know think? think it? Where, you, what's your right answer? Li- you're not, uh, not going to like it. Uh oh. I think he's going west. <laughs> think he's going with Lincoln? Think he's going with Lincoln? That's my guess. 
USC. That's my guess. That's going to sting if I'm, that happens. It's so. going to sting because I like Caleb. I think he's a good kid. I loved what he did this year, and I'm just going to have to totally uh, hope for failure on his part if that's where he ends up. So I hate that for you him. You give up on him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people around here would. Now, if huh. now if he goes out west to UCLA, then he still got I still got his back. Psychological question. Okay. Let me see if I want to go down this lane or not. Right on a Friday, everybody's in a good mood. The weekend is here. Do I want to? I'm, I feel like I'm in a good standing with everyone. I don't know if I want to go that way. I've decided I don't want to go that direction, TJ. What he was going to say, people, is he's hoping for success for Lincoln Riley and that Lincoln gets USC back to the top of the mountain because it makes college football better. That's what he was going to say, and he held back. He does not want you to know that he's pulling for Lincoln. It wasn't what I was going to say. No, that's what I think you were going to say, so I'm going to put that out there. It is an excellent excellent talking point that you make. I mean, I, I don't. Don't make a habit of pulling for anybody, not necessarily uh, at the University of Oklahoma, maybe on a game-by-game basis. So I don't know that I want him to succeed or not succeed. But I am interested in the whole kind of uh, psychology of do you think OU is in a better place now than they were a month ago? And we went through this yesterday, offensively, defensively, recruiting, quarterback, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And the two of us agreed yes. Right, and it seems like kind of across the board, Sooner Nation feels that yes, they're, they're the head coach and offensive coordinator combination and the foundation that they're laying and the future of the program and everything is is not just in a great place, but better than it was. Right? Am I am I correct in that assumption of what no. I'm hearing from people out there? Yes, yes, absolutely, you are. Okay. Well, then if that's the case, like, what are you mad about? You know. Like, that's – I get it that everybody is, and I'm not going to talk them out of being it. It just, like, works against my nature. Like, hey, that worked out pretty good for me. I got nothing to be mad about. If it was in my personal life, you know, if I'm like, hey, I worked out. wasn't what I was expecting, but, dang, I'm in a better spot now than – I'm making more money now than I was before. What am I going to be mad about? But I don't know. That's probably for a psychologist to answer. Maybe you can answer it for me. I care because he's a scumbag now. That's why. <laughs> Is he? Yes. Always was. Hmm. Just didn't see it until he uh, weaseled his way out. <laughs> now we know the mule shoe weasel. We've seen his true colors. Yeah. That's a shame. It is a shame. Unfortunately, that's going to be... You have too much love in your heart, mister. Mm-hmm. It, it, is, it is a hard burden to bear sometimes. Uh, it, it's just a shame. It's just that that, that is going to be the lasting impression and uh, opinion. Uh, and probably he'll never be able to come back here again, you know? I mean, I think that... It's hard. Maybe someday it'll die down, and and that won't be the case. But it's hard to imagine that being the case. I mean, I think there's just so much vitriol and anger and 
and all that kind of stuff that uh, that's probably going to be the case. And, and I'm not saying he's not to blame for it because he absolutely 100% butchered the exit. There's no doubt about that. I mean, he absolutely could not have gone about it in a worse fashion. There's not a lot of good ways to do it, but definitely he did it in the worst possible way probably. So he is to blame for a significant chunk of it. But we still had a lot of good times around here the last five years, you know? And I feel like that 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 whole era now is like not just the coaches, like the players. I feel just I feel bad for them, man. That sounded like someone getting over a breakup. You know, we really did have some good times. Well, (laughs) we did. We won a lot of games. We made a lot of great memories. We went to playoffs and beat Ohio State up there and the Texas comebacks and great, you know, moments. And I feel like the, really not about Lincoln, but the players on those teams are going to be kind of like, uh, you lived in the black era of Sooner football, the black and blue, the, the, you know what I mean there, TJ, like the forgotten era of Sooner football that we can't talk about. We can't talk about the five years that Lincoln Wiley was the head coach. Uh, that stinks for Kennedy Brooks, and it stinks for. Uh, yeah, you could talk about those years. Just give praise Baker and credit Mayfield to the uh, players, Murray yeah, to the Kyler Kylers and Bakers of the world. Yeah, all those guys that had to endure those rotten. Look five what years they overcame having such a terrible coach. <laughs> That's how we look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Man, if they would have had someone there on the sidelines that was a leader, they could have been something. So you will root against him? Oh, without a doubt. I hope he's out of college football in two or three years and uh, struggles to ever get back to a head coaching position. But you feel OU's in a better spot. OU's in a much better place now than <laughs> three weeks ago, four so weeks ago, yeah. So you're glad he's not here anymore? Yes, he was no good for me anyway. I've had to move on. Yeah. All right. Just an interesting observation, that's all. I'm dealing with my own feelings in the whole uh, whole thing. Something we've never been through as a fan base before. I have talked to some other play-by-play guys about this. They're like, we get dumped all the time. Not a big deal. I'm like, yeah, we don't. <laughs> We're used to getting dumped. Yeah, coaches leave all the time at our place. I'm like, yeah, doesn't happen here. I mean, it just doesn't. So give us a second, you know. 817, we'll be back. Catch sports radio icon Mike Steely and 247 reporter Parker Thune. Weekdays from noon to 2 on the Steelman and Thune at Noon Show on your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the morning show. This hour brought to you by RK Black. Best products from Sharp and Rico. On-site shredding, video surveillance. Find out what they can do for you in your office. 405-321-5900 in Norman. 943-9800 in OKC or rkblack.com. RK Black and Sharp. 
official provider of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Let's see here. I cannot, uh, I cannot listen to the afternoon show if they continue to show this much happiness. That's from Ralph and Tulsa. <laughs> We're too mushy in the morning. They, they can't have it like spilling over into the afternoon. Yeah. Um, this texter says, just to let you know, 1883, much better than Yellowstone. I've got it recorded, have not started it yet, so... I'll check Is that a new it. series or that's an old the or? that's the prequel to Yellowstone? How the oh, Duttons okay. were built with, and so, it's out already. It's out already. There are three, four episodes in. Uh, Paramount, Paramount, and then Paramount okay. Plus. Yes, Tim McGraw, Sam Elliott, Faith Hill. I hear it's pretty really? good. Really? Yeah, I hear it's really good. Boy, Tim's a good actor. He is a good actor. He's done a good job in the things he's in. Um, let's see what else do we have here. Casey is going to Nebraska. Old news. Come on, guys. Tyler told us that yesterday. LOL. I think that's where he's going. I, I agree with that because, one, I mean, but he, he can be the starter there. Anything, has he? Did we miss that? Did he announce something? No. As far as officially, no, I don't think he's announced okay. it. It just seems like that's where everything's pointing to for him. And yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. It makes sense. And that was my whole thing with him all along. Like, I could understand more if Riley was still here, him coming and accepting a, a role as a backup to work under Lincoln Riley. Um, not that Jeff Levy isn't building that same type of resume, but if he could go and start somewhere else and work under, you know, Scott Frost, whoever it may be, I, I would see him being a starter somewhere, that not just accepting a backup role. So. I, I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, TJ, least we forget, Caleb backed up Rattler and Kyler backed up Baker. No, I, I know all that, but that, again. That's... You're saying, it, you're not saying it wouldn't be great for Oklahoma. It would be great for Oklahoma. You just don't think Casey Thompson's going to go somewhere to be a backup. I don't think he's going somewhere to be a backup, and I don't think Casey Thompson's all people are making him out to be. Yeah, I don't know what people are making him out to be, but I do agree with you that I don't think he's going somewhere to be a backup. I think he's going to look for a starting job. Uh, this is a long text here. Let's see what this is about. I remember you talking about your daughter watching you during science class. My daughter is a sophomore and wears hearing aids, and they are Bluetooth. She let slip up that she listens to music while she's supposed to be listening to her teacher teach. I asked her, what is she going to do if she gets caught? She looked me dead in my eyes and said, Dad, what is she going to do? Take my hearing aids? <laughs> <laughs> That's some attitude there. Wow. <laughs> so what if I get caught? She gonna take my hearing aids? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, someone here calling me Mule Shoe Junior or you Mule Shoe Junior? I don't know which. Um, Probably me. That might be. I don't know. Uh, Braden Willis Twitter link. Uh, let's see. Let oh, yeah, on. he's let's... coming back. He announced uh, this. Oh, morning. he didn't announce that. Yeah. Um, attachment image. How, what kind of news is that? Is that big news? I mean, it's obviously good. Um, we're down. Uh, we're down. No Stogner, Stogner no Jeremiah yeah. Hall. They do have a couple of uh, freshman tight ends coming in that are highly thought of. But that's that's good news, I think, for Oklahoma. Really I think it news. is. I think it is, and I think it's a guy that I keep waiting to kind of break out more than he has yeah. or been given the opportunity to. So yeah, I would say that that's good news. He's uh-huh. only had like five touchdowns in his career, but like all five have been giant. Yes. 
the big Baylor comeback with Jalen Hurts. He had the game-tying touchdown. I think, didn't he have one in Bedlam this year? His touchdowns have been big. OU fans are prepared for Caleb to leave. At this point, send him to USC. We as fans have moved on. Signed, TJ's Stan. And he's got the little creepy clown waving goodbye to Caleb. Uh, how about Teddy and Gabe doing a podcast where they use a huge cork board and map the, uh, of the U.S. with sticky notes, push pins, and strings to follow all the transfers? <laughs> I like that idea. I like that idea. Good visual of where everybody's gone to help us out. Uh, uh, Auburn insiders say, still say there is something in the works for Caleb, and he has a visit next week. He also has a visit to Ole Miss. Again, destinations that are not as good as the current one. Uh, that would simply be a money move, which probably is what this is. But neither one of those places are, uh, you know, in the in the in the ballpark of Oklahoma right now, as far as well everything, honestly. See, uh, your friends are right about you being high, Steve, and Thompson goes to the Huskers. So what this texter says. Mule Shoe. Mule Shoe always throws me off when I try to say it. Mule Shoe won't even be welcomed back for Kyler's statue ceremony. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Uh, hard to respect a man who doesn't have a spine. It's hmm. true. Um, that's why he's a snake. Yeah. TJ hopes Lincoln is coaching the LA Express, a USFL expansion team eventually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do hope Did that. you see Kevin Sumlin is uh, coaching the Houston team? Uh, yeah, Houston that's what gamblers. he goes on here to say. Uh, then you can see a Kevin Sumlin, Lincoln Riley head coaching matchup. That's right. Right. Uh, and last one we have here, Chase in Kansas says, I have friends and family up here in Kansas who had a similar, uh, similar vitriol for Roy Williams when he bolted for North Carolina. Yeah. They didn't get over it until they won the title in 2008. The icing on the cake was that Roy was in the audience when his Jayhawks pin, with his Jayhawks pin on and rooting for the Jayhawks. Perhaps that's what it'll take for OU fans to fully get over huh. this. Funny thing is, they will tell you they're glad it happened and that they're better off. Yeah, that's my point. Like, if, Funny if, thing uh, is, it's true, Kansas boy. I do think they're glad it happened, and I do think they're better off. That's the kind of the whole point of the situation is. like, Yeah. So that's interesting. We'll see. It's going to take, it's gonna take uh, you know, if he cares, it's going to take, like Roy did there, some um, actions on his part. And I know some of that has taken place kind of behind the scenes to some extent. But with the fan base, uh, hard hard to imagine that uh, there's going to be forgiveness anytime soon. Grace and forgiveness is uh, not one of our strengths, unfortunately. But a great new show on Hulu, if you check it out. Grace and forgiveness? I just I made that up. I don't know if it is. Sounds like a female drama to me, <laughs> TJ. All right, 8.30, let's take a break. Porter Moser coming up about 8.50. Final segment of the show this morning. We'll be back.
choice is easy in the new year. It's the Ref Radio Sports Network, your home for Sooner fans. All right, a couple questions for you, Teach. Uh, one, Jim Harbaugh, rumors he might go back to the NFL. Uh, would that be a good hire for the Bears? No. Go ahead. I'm just not a Harbaugh fan. You know this. So I would like to see him stay at Michigan. They had a nice year this year. I think it's a one-off. I think Michigan will be terrible again for the next five, six years, and they'll hold on to him. Um, I'm not a Harbaugh fan, a Jim anyway. You want him to stay at Michigan so that Michigan can be bad again? Yes, yes. Not because it's the best move for his career. Correct. Because it's the most. It's comfortable the best thing move for, for his career brain. too, because he can continue sucking, and they keep giving him extensions and more money at Michigan. They're not going to do that in the NFL. Um. Why do you, you remind me why you don't like Harbaugh? Just his dumb I mean, it's face. It's okay that you don't. I'm just yeah. trying to remember something. Just happened. the stupid oh, face and like the way he wears the way his khaki looks. pants. Yeah. The stupid Solid hat he wears reasoning. and the glasses. Just dumb face. It bothers me. I like him on a whether he's a good coach or not front, I would argue. He's taken a team to a Super Bowl, and he's taken a college team to a college football playoff. That's pretty impressive. I mean, not a lot of – I don't know. Has any co- have any coaches done that? None, probably, right? So that's pretty good. He he couldn't beat Ohio State and lost has lost a lot of big games at Michigan. So uh, I get that, but he played for my team, and I've always liked Jim Harbaugh. So I think him back to the Bears would be great. You know, I mean, they love him in Chicago. He's a Bears – legend the bears are struggling mightily right now as i say the bears couldn't be any worse off so it may be a good move for them they can't be any worse than what they are so uh oh well kurt said pete carroll and barry switzer but that would have been pre-college football playoff era but yeah you make a good point kurt i mean coaches who have won at both levels but yes i was talking about playoffs um yeah, I kind of like the idea. I kind of feel like he finally accomplished. He finally beat Ohio State. He finally got Michigan into a college football playoff. He can leave Michigan now feeling better about that whole era, you know, and not be like it would have been really sad. It would be really sad if Michigan had to fire Jim Harbaugh. Probably would have a couple of seasons ago, perhaps, if he wasn't Jim Harbaugh. We're in that uncomfortable Scott Frost zone here, TJ, where you've got one of your all-time greats now coaching your team, and you don't want to Josh Heupel the situation. Right, you know? yes. So he's he's in a good spot right now to leave. He's back in the good graces of Michigan. He can come back around again and be celebrated now. And 
So this is a good time for him to go if he does have an inclination to want to go back to the NFL. And the Bears would, would seemingly be a good fit. So uh, I don't know, kind of rooting for it. Um, A-Rod Manning cast is something being talked about out there. So the Manning cast has been popular. The ratings have been very high. You know what this is. The Monday Night Football, Peyton and Eli Manning, they have guests on. You, If you don't, you know, if your team's not in the Monday Night Football game, I prefer anyway, and it seems like a lot of people are out there, to watch the Manning cast. So I get to see what's going on in the game, but I also get entertained at the same time. It's been a successful concept. So now ESPN apparently, reportedly, is thinking about doing it with their Sunday night baseball game and letting A-Rod and maybe two or three other people do something similar here. Good idea, bad idea. Um, Boy, I'm just bringing up some of your all-time favorite dudes now, aren't I? Yeah, but I, I like A-Rod. The two you just mentioned, Manning and A-Rod, I like better in their roles now than I did as players. Um, I don't mind A-Rod now. Um, especially as an analyst and in that role, I don't know that he's part of the charm of the Manning cast is the chemistry between Eli and Peyton. Yeah. Right. Um, the the shots fired back and forth to each other, the insults that are kind of uh, inside stuff, but you can still laugh at them. I'm sure A-Rod would have that with certain people that he played with and him and Poppy kind of go back and forth, which... That would have to, you know, he's with Fox, so that wouldn't work out. But I, I don't know. I don't know if it would. Like, I think it could work for Sunday Night Baseball. I just don't know if A-Rod's the right person for it. Like, if you put Pedro Martinez and Big Poppy in there and then had them have guests, I think then you're talking something. Hmm. I, I think you just have to have the right two guys. I, I, I mean... Now I just flip to Eli and Peyton, and if I watch any of the Monday night game, I watch their Manning cast. I don't watch the regular broadcast because I can. I tell you who I think would be great for it. Yeah, the who's baseball that? version who's of that? Manning cast, uh, Peyton and Eli Manning. Uh, <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Their chemistry's great, so that's why that works. So, I mean, I don't know how it would work yeah. for baseball. Maybe it would. I don't know. <laughs> Throw it against a wall, see if it sticks. What do I care if they try it? They got plenty of stations to put it on. It's just hard for me to imagine watching a baseball. Like, I don't watch a baseball game unless my team's in it for the most part anyway. Right. I mean, maybe the postseason. But other than that, I'm not watching a Sunday night game between the Orioles and Blue Jays. I just don't care. If the, if the Reds are in it, I'll watch it. If not, maybe if a divisional foe is in it that I want to root against, I'll check in on it. Are the Cardinals or Cubs winning so I can root against them? But I'm not watching a game sitting down and watching a game unless my team's in it. And if my team's in it, I want to watch the game. So I, I don't know. I, it doesn't seem like to me this is going to work, but what do I care? Throw it against the wall, see if it sticks. You, you can't sit there. I mean, you would, you would constantly have to be just interviewing someone and cutting it up with them, chopping it up uh, yeah. with them throughout well, it because the pace point. of the game, there would be so much silence and stuff. Like, you can't, you can't even, like – Unless there's a home run or you know a, a double in the gap or something like that, and then you kind of jump back into the game, you're probably pretty much just talking the game or stories or yeah. you know things like that. You're not concentrating. I mean, Eli and them do that too, but they they do concentrate on the game a lot. Who's break the like down. the funny personality? Who's the Charles Barkley of baseball? 
Well, that's what I, th- I think it's Pedro or 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 David uh, Ortiz. I think those are the two. They're really? hilarious. You just can't understand they what are? they're saying sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what makes them funny, though. Like Pedro will go on rants, and you're like, "What did Pedro just say?" And then he'll drop a four letter word, and you'll say, "I, I got that." Um, I don't know if I I'm trying to, to think. Some more. Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, played for the. Uh, oh, um. Gosh, why am I blanking on him? Well, I don't know. Eric uh, Eric Burns. Um, yeah, he not would a big be there. Name. Not a big enough name. Guy. Yeah, not a, not a big enough name. That's what I don't know who that is for baseball that would come in and be entertaining. It's part like of the that. problem of the sport, you know. Yeah, I mean, no, it is. The, we had the bi- larger than life personalities there for a short time, with and Andrew Steen Dion, to be honest. And the sport flourished. And now we're kind of – but even like Griffey, who I don't think was cheating. But Griffey and Sosa and McGuire and Bonds and that larger-than-life era. Griffey's just a quiet guy, yeah. Of, just. And now you're kind of uh, – Jose Canseco would come where... on and talk about Bigfoot and aliens and his car wash and be just completely all over the place and conspiracy theories and stuff like he does on social media. But, again, not – it wouldn't draw anybody Maybe the in. the two biggest stars of the game right now play for the Anaheim Angels, who can't, or the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, what do we call them now, who can't make the playoffs, and nobody really knows who they are out there. You know, you never watch them. So. <laughs> right, yeah, they don't even, don't even know who there's they a, are. There's a deficiency in star power, both on the field, personalities, I should say. Not stars, there's some really good players, but personalities both on the field and around the game right now um in my opinion all right break time porter moser live next to wrap up the week it's the plank show with chris plank and josh helmer weekdays from 9 a.m till noon on your home for sooner fans the ref sports radio network Five o'clock tomorrow night, OU Iowa State. Sooners back home in the Lloyd Noble Center, and it is our pleasure to be joined now by the head coach of the Sooners, Porter Bozer. Coach, good morning. How are you today? I'm good, Toby. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How have your guys handled uh, the the Baylor loss on Tuesday? You know, good. We had a uh, pretty intense film session. I gave him the day off the next day, and, you know, just to get clear their minds and everything. We've been going every day since Christmas. So we got back together yesterday. Um, we've, we lifted and we had a film session in the morning. And, you know, it was one of those things where you just didn't want to sit there and go, it was great to be close. You know, the million texts, million things about it was, you know, hey, we played the number one team in the country close. And there was a lot of positives to take away, no doubt about it, to where we're, where we're at this short amount of time. But I wanted them to come out of that film session knowing that this is what we need to do to win that game. You know, we needed to rebound better. We need to take care of the ball better against a team that forces unbelievable amount of turnovers. But we, we just, going into this league, you know, we played Florida and Arkansas and out-rebounded them. It's not the size of, you know, the dog in the fight. It's the fight in the dog. we got to box out. you got a better technique. You, gotta, you can't have arm checkoffs. you got to get low leverage and go get it. And uh, that's what we came out of that film session. The afternoon we came back and practiced and had a great practice. 
we're down to nine bodies with the COVID protocols and everything uh, and two injuries. We're down to nine bodies. So um, we really had to get after it and not a lot of rest. Everybody went every rep. And I thought we had a really good practice. Can you tell us, you know, who you're down or would you rather Iowa State not know about that? No, it, 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 we're going to be, we're going to have the same guys. We're down Rick, uh, AK and, and Alston have, are, are in COVID protocols. My son Jake's in COVID protocol and Blake Seacat um, towards Achilles. So our whole like scout team is out. Um, oh. And the, uh, um, Ethan banged up his hip. He didn't practice, but he's fine. He's going to practice today. Uh, we just gave him another day off to rest the hip. He fell on his hip uh, on that one when he stole it, went coast to coast. So, um, he's, uh, he'll be fine. So we're, we're, we're good to go with, with that, that, that first and second group. I wanted to ask you about Ethan. I'm glad you brought him up. Uh, Ethan had a really nice outing. I thought against Baylor and seems to be coming on for you. Bijan Cortez also had some good minutes for you when uh, Jordan Goldwire was in foul trouble down in Waco. You've talked all year about guys six through 10, uh, learning their roles and being able to contribute for you. And it seems like you're getting more and more of that out of those guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ethan is, uh, he's becoming more comfortable. So early on, you're, you're trying to figure some things out. Are you throwing Rick in there? Are you throwing AK in there? And I think we're kind of settled on our rotation now. You know, Tanner and Ethan are really taking over that five spot. And uh, Ethan brings something to the table that we've, we've known that when we recruit him, he can really pass, facilitate. Um, he's knocking down a shot here or there. I really like that. Um, he gives you energy. Uh, we've been working on him on not fouling as much um, and, and really battling in there. You know, he's, he's skilled. In, in some respects, he could play the four in some places because he's not this thick traditional five. But he also proposes matchup problems because he can stretch out and you can play, facilitate through him on the perimeter. Bijan, same, same way. You know, as a freshman coming through, trying to find your way, trying to find different things and He's, he's starting to be more comfortable um, with some things. He's getting one of his best true abilities is to see the floor and facilitate. He can make others better. He can pass the ball. And he's getting that into the game. He's getting more confidence. He had three or four really nice plays against Baylor. Um, again, at this level as a freshman, to be able to handle it, um, you know, the pressure at this level, you know, that is – Baylor, he had five turnovers, and I know Baylor or Iowa State is number seven force in turnovers. But it only can help him. The more he gets on that floor and plays against that pressure, the better he is. But he really gives us another dimension when Jordan goes out to really facilitate and get that ball popping. You're shooting the ball like crazy. You're top ten in field goal percentage. You're number two in the country in two-point field goal percentage. But if there's one thing that I think is maybe bothering you, it's the turnovers. You've, you've always had teams that have taken care of the basketball. Uh, what do you assign that issue to, and then how do you go about fixing it? You know, I, I think it's a matter of, you know, we're, we're really spacing it and moving it. And uh, sometimes when you just iso ball, you, you're, the ball's not popping as much. It might not take as, you know, many chances or whatever, whatever you may say. But I, I think guys are trying a little bit too hard. Um, and maybe going too deep instead of kicking it, and, and just you know, you got to value it. I mean, it, we we've been it's been an issue, and um, you know, I, I I think it's something that you know we're addressing every single day. We're watching film, and here's the thing: I, when I worked for Rick Majerus, and this is a big issue with turnovers. You you don't mind turnovers. I can hear him in his Wisconsin accent on a commission. 
you, you don't want turnovers out of, or out of omission. And what that means is I don't want them to be afraid to make a play. Like if they make a turnover, they're coming down and they make the right play and it just didn't go. That's, I, I don't want them to be afraid to make that play. But turnovers out of omission, you're omitting your fundamentals. You're omitting your t- toughness. You're omitting your mind. I mean, those are the ones that we got to eliminate. And those are the ones we've been focusing on because I want them to stay confident and aggressive to make that play. Like Tanner Groves. Tanner caught the ball in the outlet and he threw a, a bullet pass all the way down the field for, you know, field. Look at me. It looked like a football pass um, for a layup to mow. I don't want him to be afraid to make that play. You know, I, and, and that was a, it was a right pass. It was a good play. Um, but then we had another turnover where, like, C.J. Nolan drove it and he just kind of threw it and just sailed out of bounds. You've got, to, you've got to have your eyes at the pass, eyes at the target. You, get, you can't just let a pass just sail on you. We've got to, have, we've got to really focus in on those turnovers. Iowa State, 13-1. and one. Why the turnaround for them this year under T.J. Otzelberger? What are they doing so well? One, they're, they're playing at, like, really, really hard, and they're defending. They're, they're, they've got, they've, they, they did a nice job in the transfer portal. They had a couple guys that returned from Iowa State. That are that are all they he was there before, um, and uh, like they got the kid Isaiah Brockington from Penn State who's just playing at a high level. He's averaging 17 a game. Um, they they had a, he brought a kid with him, Caleb Grill, who's really shooting it at a high clip. But they're guarding like he's got them guarding at, at a high level. And the other thing he's got, I mean, they are they are playing like really hard. I mean, like every as you if you watch them, they're probably one of the hardest playing teams you'll see in the country. What's important for you tomorrow night if you're going to beat them? Taking care of the ball. They, they're seventh in the country of force and turnovers. We've got to be strong with the ball um, and eliminate. They really score off their turnovers. Our transition defense, there's two character traits that we talk about that we want to be excellent, that we want to control. One is how you respond after you give it off an offensive rebound. Are you going to quit on the play or are you going to come keep playing? And the same thing after a turnover. And, you know, you turn it over, are you going to sprint back? And not roll two two mistakes over again, and they do the, both those. They really rebound like Baylor, and they really force turnovers and try to score off them. So those two areas we really got to control. I found uh, uh, gave me a little bit of a homework assignment last night. It was uh, January 16, nineteen ninety, when okay. uh, you guys went into went into Ames and beat them in overtime, ninety nine ninety four. Bob Harstad, 31 points, 13 rebounds in that game. I couldn't find the Porter Moser stats from that game. Come on, man. Is that right? That's right. You've got to go farther back. You've got to go farther back. I've got to dig. (laughs) See, that was too late. We we won earlier in that game. I'm going to dig it up for you. I'm going to dig it. Okay, all right. I think we beat him twice. I beat him twice then. yeah, Bobby Harstead, he was at our last game here in Oklahoma, but he lives in Oklahoma City. He was one of the greatest players of the Creighton history. Very good. Very good. Uh, Coach, thanks for your time. We will see you at the arena tomorrow night, along with a thousand right, super fans. Hi, right, man. See you, Coach. Porter Moser, and that'll do it for us for the week. Thank you to Coach for joining us. Pre-game 4.30 tomorrow afternoon, tip-off at 5 o'clock in the LNC. Have a great weekend, everybody. Comes up.